everybody. Welcome to our midweek podcast. Uh, Pastor Josh here, and I have Carl, Carl Sheldon, back with me. I think you tricked me this time. No, I didn't trick you. Okay. This is this is this is. It, it was great. I, it was great. I well, it's I, good. Cool. It's good to be here. Well, so today we're continuing in the series that we're in, the Gospel according to Genesis, and Pastor Marvin spoke about Noah and the Ark. And the text, if you're looking for this, is Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 to 14, as well as chapter 7, uh, verses 1 to 5, is where he kind of concentrated on. So he talked about the violence of man and kind of all of the things that were going on at the time in terms of the evil uh, in people's hearts and what they were doing physically to each other. Uh, But he finishes off the sermon by really concentrating on God's rescue through this guy named Noah, who, I mean, we find out later on he's an imperfect guy, but yet he's in the middle of a generation and really talking about how God looks at him and says, oh, this guy is righteous. Uh, But really, at the end of the day, the righteousness is counted to him is based on his faith in the Lord. And it's not that he was perfect, not that he had everything together, but Pastor Marvin says, says this, he says, here's Noah's faith. He acted on what God said, even when he didn't know the outcome, even when it ran counter to popular opinion, and even when it cost him time, money, and energy. He acted out his complete trust in God, regardless of what others thought about him and said about him. And then he says, it's so well summed up in Genesis 6, 22, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Noah's faith caused him to stand alone in a culture that was headed for judgment, and that faith changed the course of human history and human destiny. And as much as like, it is, it's commendable, the the very idea, like at at one point, Pastor Marvin said, he's out here making a boat in the middle of the desert or in the middle of, you know, a space away from water. He's being mocked by everybody. And yet, uh, First Peter talks about how he's this uh, preacher of righteousness. So he's actually preaching to people about what God is going to do. And he does it for 120 years. Like the other side of it for me is his kids. <laughs> right? He's got these three boys. And they get into the boat. And I just think, if my dad was building a boat in the middle of, you know, non-watered space for years, and everybody's talking about how crazy he is, it, like, I, what would convince me from a culture that's just like, your dad is crazy, to get into a boat with him like it would have to be something about my dad's character that would push me to get there, I think. And I think for both of us, we've been in situations in life where, um, you know, we needed to trust God in the middle of situations that seemed completely impossible or things that didn't seem logical at the time to do or, um, you know, hearing voices all around us telling us to just kind of give up and, uh, and you know, f- forget it. Or, uh, you know, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? So what, I think for you and for me, like what have been things for you that have helped you in those moments of being convinced that God has told you to do something and just steadily trusting? Yeah, I, I mean, I always think, well, if I could have heard God the way Noah heard God, Mm -hmm. 
Well, I would have, that wouldn't have been a problem. Sure. I mean, or, or I think about, you know, anyone who God or Jesus has spoken directly to and think, well, I would have no problem being faithful to that because you'd like, he's like literally there. Yet, of course, we do see that those people still had problems mm-hmm. being faithful. So maybe that isn't the whole story. But for me, a lot of it is in the unknown, uh, in the, uh, like, just actually giving it and actually being faithful. Um, and I think, I think for me, I mean, currently, I, mean, I think that's right now the big thing. I feel this war in, you know, war of like, I want to just give it. But then no, I'll take it back. And I, I kind of am at a point where I wish there was a, a happy medium. Mm. Okay, so I'm going to be, I'm going to just sort of do it. But you just need to give me a little something so that I don't feel like I'm totally on my, you know, totally without anything. Right. He doesn't, he's not really giving me that though. He doesn't seem to do that, at least for me right now. Um, so I think for me, the... Um, I think I talked about how my wife was better at something last time we talked to. Yeah. She's better at this as well. Uh, and she's, at least in our family, she's been the one to hear. Yeah. And she's been the one to say, it's time. Or this is what I think. And I've learned to listen. Yeah. Uh, so I think for me, it's usually just repetition. I got to keep being reminded. And uh, for me, it's, I think it's my wife. But I, I think that's so huge, though, that you would find solace in that, that instead of it being just about you having an audible voice or like uh, an angelic visitation or something huge happening, like you've learned that God gets to you and gives you the pieces that you need through your wife. And and pretty consistently, um, I mean, I'm a kind of a nose to the grindstone sort of, I just like, I'll get in there and I'll just do my thing. I'll do my thing. And, uh, which I think has its benefits, but, um, as with a lot of situations, a little balance is good. And, uh, you know, I've, I've learned to, to listen and I'm grateful because I I literally have this almost physical inability right now. Mm Mm-hmm to be where she is. And so I've just got to, I've got to trust that. And she kind of, she's, she's the one that actually helps you weather the storm of that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there's, uh, hopefully there's ways that I provide value to her. Uh, but in this <laughs> case, <laughs> in this case, that that's huge. That's huge. And so, yeah, I mean, I think obviously I'm not building an arc. I'm no. not, uh, I mean, thinking about the amount of endurance he would have had to had to to spend that long. Of course, that would have been one tenth of his life, which maybe in you know isn't isn't quite uh, the same thing. But I, I feel like he I imagine he still had questions and yeah. doubts and and wondering. So when is this happening? And are you sure? I'm assuming. Well, I think so. I I think this is after the fallenness of man, right? Like, I, I like the amount of biographies that I've read of people that we look to as very faith-filled folks that seem like they never, they never question. They never. It's, it just seems like they have been completely steady the whole time. I remember reading a Time article on Mother Teresa hmm. one time, and it talked about how she experienced this dark night of the soul through her whole life 
which is crazy to think because when you think Mother Teresa, you just think this woman who is so um, dedicated to the cause that she has in front of her that she just is laser focused. That's what she does. And yet, like when you read some of her books, like letters that she has written to other people Mm -hmm. or uh, this article, for example, it was all about how she struggled with her faith through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm trying to remember ex- exact stories, but I mean, we hear about these great men of faith, even contemporary men who um, only are in the place where they're at because there were these unsung heroes mm. that basically, you know, slug it out in the mud for their whole lives. And in fact, they didn't even get to see yeah. the things that their faithfulness um, brought. So... <sighs> I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't know how that's possible. I, you know, so I was, I was thinking about this, like some of the things that, that have helped me over the years have been things like hearing testimony. Hmm. I think it's one of those things that comes off as real vintage and old and weird. Like I know even, you know, where we're from the East coast testimony services end up being the same guy that gets up and says the same thing over and over and over again, you know, like um, like one of the jokes in, in Newfoundland where we're living there was one, one guy got up and he said, um, he said, so I'd, I'd like to thank Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, save soul from the devil himself. But uh, I hear they're taking Jesus out of schools. Where, where are they going to put him? Right? Like awful, <laughs> awful joke. But, uh, yeah. but that's what it's like. But, great, it, but great accent. Or great accent. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, but it almost it almost makes the idea of a testimony seem very trite, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, same guy's going to get up, say the same thing over and over again. It's just really, uh, you know, maybe even a manipulative point to try to get people to come to Jesus. But the idea of testimony, like people's stories. Yeah. Like when I hear of somebody who's ventured storms or has weathered them, rather, people who have gone through things and got to the other side, uh, genuinely, authentically, they're not you know, throwing away uh, the hard parts of the story. Like mm. for me, uh, that that increases my faith. I, I think, I don't know about you. What, what do you think? Well, I love story. And um, I mean, there's a reason why Jesus spoke with story is because of the impact that it can have. And I think, um, you know, again, you can't argue with someone's story either. Mm-hmm. Like you think about, you know, anyone who tells you how they've been changed or how they've been brought through those those times, you can't argue with those things. All it is is a testament to something that mm-hmm. you have to, I mean, you have to take it and you, you take it and what you do with it, I guess, is the question. But mm-hmm. the beauty of the rep- like the repeated stories of faithfulness it is hard to ignore. Mm. And I think I'm doing a good job at trying to ignore them because of whatever is going on inside mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. But if I were to go back to those time and time again, I mean, I think the challenge too is sometimes faithfulness doesn't, you know, being faithful and being, you know, what God brings us through when we're faithful doesn't always look pretty or the way we want either. And I mean, obviously that's just a natural reaction for me. It's like, okay, I'll be faithful if you do these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But I think, I think you look at those stories though, and you, you think despite the circumstances and despite even the outcomes that right now doesn't seem to have a lot of sort of real win, um, you see the faithfulness of, of God and, and their faithfulness 
through it. I think the other thing for me that has always kind of helped me get through stuff is like genuine community with people. Uh, honestly, some of the things that, uh, that I've been through personally, if it hadn't been for friends and strong church community, uh, I don't know if I would have made it through that stuff. I would like, because I, th- I think when you're going through something, the natural tendency is to, to pull away and to be alone. Oh, totally. Like, I, I don't want to have to deal with people. I don't have to talk to people about my stuff. I don't have to, uh, you know, kind of be honest about where I'm at in the middle of it. But I think the idea of community for me, like I know El- Elam, for example, uh, you know, uh, several years ago, you know, we'd gone through, you know, Karen and I were going through a hard time and, uh, I know for me, uh, if I hadn't had the community that I had at Elam, uh, man, uh, you know, uh, I don't know where we'd be. Um, and even just in, in myself, like the impetus to go, uh, get tested for things like ADHD and, uh, you know, work through some of that, the counseling that, that I've gone through with that, like the encouragement I got from church community to be able to do those things, uh, has like, in my opinion, has actually in my story, has actually helped to kind of form me and shape me and, and ultimately Jesus used it to save me. I mean that, yeah. And that's, that's amazing. I think for me, um, like what I alluded to before, I, I have a tendency or proclivity to wanting to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think, um, and everything like, okay, God, I got this. You know what? If you just let me, if you just let me do these three or four things, we're going to be just fine. Mm. And I feel the same way in the midst of some of those things. For one, I feel like, well, it's an imposition. It's mm-hmm. an imposition mm-hmm. on someone. It's an imposition on, you know, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes it's, sometimes I don't have a lot to give. Sometimes all of these things, which I think, um, I think we have to, we have to like release and get rid of yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, when you actually are in that community, it's, uh, um, it is, but I mean, I think it's, it's hard because uh, we, we, we yearn for it, but, it's a lot harder to come by than I think a lot of us wish it, you know, wish it was, wish it was. So I, I think we're scared to actually engage in it too, because mm. what happens if you actually take uh, a preacher at, at his word, right? Where uh, so many pastors or so many leaders will say things like, this is a safe place. Like, uh, you know, be in community. Hmm. Just, just share your stuff. Like, you know, uh, look for help from community members. Uh, and I think intrinsically we know, okay, well, that's that's all nice. It's a, it's a nice idea. But what happens if I step out and I share what's going on or I, you know, reach out for help and the help is either not there or all of a sudden people are looking at me differently because I've reached out uh, and I've, I've asked for help. And... Um, and I, I think I think there are a lot of barriers sometimes to to community. I think so, and I mean, I would like to I'd like to hope that more of those are in our own minds mm-hmm. than in actual reality. I know everyone probably has horror stories about how the church or how community has hurt them, um, but I, you know, in in sort of my my career as being involved with stories, is actually really amazing when people just take that leap of faith it's the connect the connection points are instant in so many ways in so many situations that um it's infinitely more rewarding than if they had tried to 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 manage it on their own and 
and again is put there is that chance there is the chance of hurt but um the reward is so significantly better i think that's reality of any human relationship yeah there's always a risk yeah. there's always a risk of jumping in but if if you take the risk and uh, and it pays off you can actually change your life yeah and then and then those people are there too i mean if faithfulness is is the goal we're talking about um then you don't fear those times when it's not so pretty and it's not so faithful mm -hmm. too. And I think those are the, I think those are two just kind of practical takeaways too, right? Like mm. if, if you're struggling with faith, if you're listening to this and you're struggling with not faith, but trusting God uh, in the middle of everything that you're going through, maybe, maybe something you need to do is actually begin to listen to other people's stories. Mm. Just go find some folks that you know have walked through some deep waters, some stuff that has been hard, and start asking them questions. Take them out for coffee. Uh, you know, I, and if you're not into going and asking those questions, maybe just reading some good biographies. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, going on YouTube and finding somebody who has just uh, walked through something difficult from a faith perspective and see how God has has helped them uh, yeah. do that. And then I would say the other thing is community. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And 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 I think one thing is, doesn't have to be a third thing, but yeah, yeah. one thing you've mentioned to me too add a third. is, is add, add a third. third. Okay. Who cares? Well, thinking about the th about the things that God wants for you as well. So there's a there's this there's this fear or this whatever of of what it will look like to mm -hmm. be faithful and but we if we think about the things that he wants for us and they're good things even if they're not easy things. Mm -hmm then you know in in concert in combination with that I, th I think i think for me even just from what you've been able to sort of speak into my life and that's been huge mm -hmm. as as my god heavenly father what does he want for me and um and so that that in concert with the community with with those things i, I just think it's uh it's it's pretty amazing mm -hmm. uh pretty amazing so and it helps you to because a lot of times the right thing is not the easy thing mm -hmm. When you have evidence that people that have gone through things similar to what you've gone through from a faith perspective have gotten through it, when you have people that are rallying around you and mm -hmm. wanting to want to see the best for you, it's incredible how even the hardest thing that you know is right to do can actually get done. Right. Because you have that behind you. Uh, so, you know, so I think, I think there's a lot there. No, it's good, and we're not, and we don't have to. We don't have to build an ark, so no. So I figure at least we don't have to do that. I can't even put in a light bulb. <laughs> Ask my wife. Uh, that, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What, what is what did Red Green say all the time? Uh, keep her sick on the ice. <laughs> okay, but how? <laughs> I mean, he did say that. Okay, but but how he ends the sh every show? If they don't find you handsome, at least they'll find you handy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, that, that was not my story. Is that how we're ending this one, though? Yeah. Okay. So, well, anyway, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you want to kind of jump on any other podcast episode that we have, you can go to elamchurch.podbean.com. Also, if you're wondering anything about Elam as a whole, uh, please go check us out, elamchurch.ca. Uh, you can download this also on, on iTunes uh, through Apple. Uh, just look up Elam Church. We're there. And, uh, and just keep your eye open for the upcoming... Uh, emphasis that we're going to put on Lent. Lent is coming up. March 6th, Ash Wednesday starts. And what we want to do as a community is really go after that together. 
um, maybe even start thinking about what what is something in the Lenten season that you can give up, that you can fast to prepare your heart for for the coming of Easter and what that looks like for your own life. So anyway, thanks so much again for for uh, for listening. Thanks, Carl, for being on the on, thanks for having on me. the podcast, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.